Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothing, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. you got to invest a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, check out their career services division. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. I've got Senator Ford here with me. So um, as you saw today, uh, we came back, we did something that even the Republican governor of the state of Indiana knows is unconstitutional. And uh, we got a supermajority that came back today and cost the taxpayers a lot of money, not only to pay our per diem, but also to pay for a lawsuit that they know this very same language has been challenged in other states and been found to be unconstitutional. The people I feel the most sorry for are those transgender children who believe that this country is a place where they can live and strive and do what they want to do. And we just showed them that Indiana is not a place for you. And shame on us for allowing us to, yet again, talk about what women can't do. Um, they have four, maybe five women members in their entire caucus. And they stood there and a woman actually got up and said that women were weaker. That's, that should not happen. And uh, they're gonna come back probably in late July, early August, and slap women again with another piece of legislation. And uh, sometimes you, it's time for women to stand up. This has just got to stop. Um, so I'm open to any questions. Oh, the last thing, I, I want to say this. The, it speaks for itself that you drive around and you see, here in Indianapolis, I think I see 459 a gallon. The fact that the state of Indiana, who's going to be sitting on a $6 billion surplus, that's after our budget has been paid, um, that we could give people 60 cents per gallon break. Hear me, 66, 60 cents per gallon break on gas prices, and we did nothing today to do anything about that. So um, I'm going to turn it over to my colleague. And yeah, thank you, Senator Taylor. Uh, really, I'm just sad and disappointed that the legislature would take this action against transgender Hoosiers, and I'd like to specifically talk to transgender Hoosiers in our state. Despite the message that came out of this General Assembly today, I want you to know that you do have lawmakers who value you, who need your love and brilliance in our state. And, uh, and again, just it's disappointed uh, of, of what happened today. Um, I tried my very best. Uh, I, I ate up all 30 minutes of my time. Um, 
uh, no other lawmaker has had that 30-minute put on them. Um, but I wanted to demonstrate to uh, the General Assembly, my colleagues today, that other governors have taken this action, that they're not out of step with other Republicans. Other Republicans, my own constituents, think and believe that this is uh, a far reach of government. And so I did my very best to show that other governors, other Republicans, uh, I tried to show the legal ramifications. I tried to, sh tried to show what it would do to hum like the humanity aspects of our, of our families that would be, would be struggling. Um, and I even wanted to show that there are practitioners in our state who object to what's happening. And so I'm just so sad that this is the action, that we, we spend our time on these divisive issues, these cultural war issues, but we don't actually spend our time doing anything for Hoosiers. We could have suspended the gas tax today. We could have not even just suspended it, even had a debate on it, but we couldn't even do that. So when we think about what we did here today, we didn't actually do anything for Hoosiers. What we did was we divided Hoosiers, and that's unacceptable. Senator Taylor, on the issue of the gas tax, uh, what guarantee if you guys did cut the gas tax, either the gas tax or the sales tax on gasoline, that gas stations would, would follow through? So I want to say when this was done back in the early 2000s, it really didn't affect the gas prices. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Right now, what we have in place is every month, every, well, in arrear, so the month prior, we come up with a calculation. And the we just tell them that they don't need to collect that. Now, it would be just as simple as going around and checking to see what happens to gas prices. If they don't go down, then we got some, somebody's got some explaining to do, if you know what I mean. So, uh, I don't, I don't know that they would even try to do something like that. Now, you're going to have gas stations that are going to do things like that anyway, so it's just going to be regular business as usual. But at least giving opportunities for gas stations to lower prices is what we can do. The other thing I'll say, Abdul, is that uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. People are wanting to, to travel, be with their families, be outside. Um, and we could have provided that relief, immediate relief, uh, for those folks, but we chose not to do that action today. One of my colleagues just spoke with the governor up in Kokomo, and he just said that he does not have any plans right now to call a special session to suspend the gas tax. What's your reaction to that? You know, Governor Hochul might want to call a uh, special session to suspend his uh, supermajority Republican colleagues. Uh, in my tenure here, I've never been through so many overrides of a governor's veto. And uh, if Governor Holcomb doesn't want to call a special session to have them come back and suspend the taxes, then, you know, maybe uh, he might run for office again in Indiana and the people of Indiana will have something to say about that. It's sad to say that we need $6 billion of, by the way, Indiana taxpayer money more than what we, you know, more than what we have in a budget. That's a balanced budget. And we're still not going to give them relief at the pump. It's it's deplorable. I mean, I, I don't know what the problem is. If you can't give relief to Hoosiers who have already given you a surplus, what what else can you ask for? Yeah, think about the messages coming from the General Assembly. Right. The, the small hint that Roe v. Wade might be. Uh, you know, come down, and all of a sudden, 100 lawmakers do a letter and ask the governor for, you know, a special session. But to have a special session to even debate the gas tax is totally off the table. So they're willing to do the Roe v. Wade stuff, but not actually do something for Hoosiers. 
Really quick, what do you think it says that you mentioned that there's been more overrides of the governor than I think in the history of governors in Indiana? What do you think it says about the party and where it's at as well as how do you guys plan to move forward? Yeah, I mean, for me, I see two factions in our state government right now of Republicans in the, in the party. We've got the Todd Rokita faction, which is the far-right, uber-conservative folks. And you've got the Holcomb faction, which is the more moderate, let's slow down, let's think about, let's be rational. And those two factions are at odds with each other. And we're seeing that continually as we play out with the governor uh, vetoes and even the legislation that we're filing in our state. Yeah, Governor Holcomb, uh, last time I spoke to his office, I I was surprised that to say, hey, you know, I feel like I'm fighting for you more than your colleagues who uh, you helped raise money for. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is that there are people who really want to come together in this state, and there are people who still want to defy on both sides of the aisle. I think the people who want to come together are starting to band together, at least when you have the supermajority and you have factions inside that supermajority. It's just going to take one. All it takes is one election for those factions to separate, and we'll be back in a position. And I think it's going to happen real soon when we see their delegation uh, for the Secretary of State's race. So that's going to be a telltale sign. What are your thoughts on the uh, Marijuana Summer Study Committee, Delta 8, you should be proud of us, Abdul. We we finally got something that said THC on the calendar. Decriminalization uh, on the decri- calendar. Decriminalization in the health committee. Hmm. How do I feel about that? Uh, I felt like it was in the wrong committee, but uh, if they're going to discuss it, I'll be here to provide my input on what we should do, what the savings will be to the state to decriminalize THC. And hopefully we'll move to, uh, since uh, Senator Donato wants to be like other uh, conservative states, maybe we'll move uh, the marijuana issue and THC issue in the same position since she wants to be like them. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.